0: Welcome back, fellow kinksters and kinkstrets and trumpets, whatever you uh, <laughs> identify as within the kinkdom. I am Grant. Welcome back to the Drinks and Kinks podcast. I'm here with the ever-incredible Bird.
1: Hi, it's your girl.
0: We're so glad to be back. We have missed you guys. We have some exciting news that we want to announce to you before we get started. So we're going to start doing some series. The first round of series that we're going to do is going to be an episode on porn And then we're going to do an episode on exhibitionism, so the performers within the porn, and then voyeurism, you as the porn consumer.
1: Yes.
0: We're very excited to start doing some of those. We're going to do two-part series about doms and subs. We're going to do, we're just going to set up a whole bunch of different mini-series so that you can get some continuity throughout your week.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of fun stuff to learn about.
0: Oh, God, and how. But before we start... Bird, what's your ASF? Oh, hello.
1: I am 39, she, her, heteroflexible.
0: Awesome. I am 31, whoa, but I am apparently not thinking my, like I'm so old I don't remember anymore. (laughs) Yikes. I am 31, I am he, him, and I am a bisexual verse. And Bird, I'm so looking forward to this, mostly because you are the champion can cracker thank you i you do phenomenal work with your with your cans (laughs) uh what are you drinking today
1: today i am drinking a blueberry muffin sour ale from great notion it is one of my favorites it's a tart ale uh and it literally tastes like a blueberry muffin in a can it's crazy
0: that's terrifying.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> wow. Is
0: it but it's not one of those smoothie ones. It's no. just a regular
1: Yeah, just a sour ale that tastes like blueberry muffin.
0: That's incredible. Yeah, it really is cool. Technology.
1: Yes. And Grant, what's on your menu today?
0: So I am drinking the cranjerine uh, cider from Portland Cider Company. It oh, they're is seasonal. Seasonal. Yeah. Very excited. So it's got the ruby red of a cranberry and the zest of a tangerine. And here's hoping we like it. Goodness. Here we go. All
1: right. Oh, that was so good.
0: <laughs> I couldn't get my fingers underneath the pop to get it to work.
1: <sighs> oh, yes.
0: Oh, I don't hate this. Yeah, same. Oh, I really don't hate this.
1: Oh, that is breakfast right there in a can.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Everybody just needs to... Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. I haven't had this one before. I... Really, really, really like that. I'm so
1: glad you like that. That is
0: so. That was, that wasn't even, that was a you choice. That you was like, a me choice. We're going to give you the crangerine. Yeah. Not sad.
1: Thanks for taking a chance.
0: Champion performance on your bit. Thanks.
1: Grant, what's your update for the week?
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. So some of you may recall from last week that I had a bit of homework that Bird gave me to do. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited about this. So we're going to, I'm going to go in. Um, I'm going to log into my FetLife as I'm talking to you. So, uh, Bert, as I'm logging in, would you just give everybody a quick overview as to what FetLife is?
1: Yes, FetLife is the sluttier version of Facebook where you can go and meet people with kinky, fetishy type things in their life. Um, It's just a nice way to connect with a community that is not quite as vanilla as maybe Facebook is. However, there's a feed that you can see other people posting their stuff, like some other photos on there, mm-hmm. and then connect with community and find local events. Love that. Which is my favorite part of using Life is finding local community stuff.
0: Spectacular. So, um, I'm going to do this in two parts, because I do have a, a follow-up story um, that I already told Bird off-air, so she's got like the nitty-gritty, dirty details. Mm-hmm. Um but my homework that I had to do was assigned last uh, last episode, last episode, two episodes ago.
1: I think it was last one.
0: Okay. So we had built my FetLife profile on the pod. Um, I had already done like the login information so everything, you didn't have to like check your email to verify. Uh, but Bird really helped me set up my profile. So we did my about me section, ages, blah, blah, blah. And then Bird was like, you need to go in and uh, do this bdsmtest.org. And I was like, what the French toast is that? She has it on her profile. Yes. And basically, it's what kind of kinky shit are you into Yes, based off of this question, It gives
1: you a percentage of how much you That's like you. that particular thing. Mm-hmm.
0: And there is, there's a shortened condensed test or there's a longer test. And I did the longer test. Because Bird told me I had to.
1: Yes. So comprehensive.
0: So I'm just going to read you my results and their percentages. And then for the ones that really confused me, we can just give quick definition as necessary.
1: That's perfect. And I love this because this is a good preface to some of the kinks that we're going to get into and be describing over the next few weeks. Sure ah, is. This is going to be it's so much be great. fun.
0: So I am 91% rope bunny. Of course you are. But we, uh, we knew that. Rope <laughs> bunnies like to be tied up. Not, I mean, we'll tie people up, but we like to be tied up. Um, I'm an 85% experimentalist. So Ooh. yeah. So my phrase that I always say is I'll try anything once, twice if I liked it the first time. Yes. I'm pretty honest to that. I am 78% exhibitionist. That does not surprise me in the yeah? least. 78% switch with a 74% submissive leaning. Oh my. I know. Uh, followed by a 73% vanilla.
1: <laughs> you know what? It's not bad. A good vanilla session can be mm.
0: really, really deeply needed. Oh yes. Oh yes. I'm 59% rigor, so I'll do the tying. Oh. I'm 57% voyeur. I want to watch you do it. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm 54% brat. Yes. Yeah.
1: You're not a big brat, but you're definitely like, you have a bratty streak in there.
0: I have my moments. Uh-huh. And what I have found, because I had a partner who who liked a brat. Uh, he liked having me as a brat. I can feed into it as necessary. Uh-huh. Uh, I am 50% masochist. So. Oh. This is a good time. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm 36% dominant, 36% primal prey, Uh-huh. Um, which I know that's your identifier. And yeah, that's my I'm, big one. We're still working on getting me to understand what exactly that means.
1: Yeah. So you got a little smidge in there.
0: Variety is the spice of life. <laughs> uh, I am 31% non-monogamist. Okay. 26% sadist. And going back to that non-monogamous thing, what I think it is, because I remember the questions for it, and I was kind of torn in different directions. When it came to me in a relationship with a partner, if I was partnered, I was monogamous if i was a third to somebody else's relationship yes then i was okay being non-monogamous cuz that's them to decide
1: yes so you're open to the idea of being with people who may identify as polyamorous yes. or swinging yes non-monogamous in some capacity
0: but in in my if i'm in a relationship
1: you like to just focus on the one person correct
0: okay. correct i'm 26% sadist 23% slave just kind of
1: That's interesting. Yeah. I'm
0: 16% daddy mommy, 11% primal hunter. Oh, okay. Sure. 9% master or mistress, 9% age player, which shocked me. Yeah. 6% owner, 4%, oh, excuse me, 6% brat tamer. (laughs) Yeah, no.
1: I think you'd so much rather be the brat than tame the brat. Oh,
0: God. I don't have the energy. 4% pet. 3% 3% degradee, 2% degrader, and 0% boy-girl. So I'm looking for the the youngins the, or the people that act boy-girl.
1: Yes, the littles.
0: Uh, the littles. Yes. Because we have littles, middles, and elders?
1: What you- littles, middles, and, and then mommy and daddy. Got it. So that would be part of the DDLG. Daddy Dom, little girl, kink kind of stuff.
0: Got it. Yeah. So that was that was my homework for this week.
1: I'm so proud of you for doing that. Nice job. Thank
0: you. I I do stuff for this podcast. Mm. (laughs) Some of the questions, some of the questions really interested me because there were some that were like, when you take this test, you either vote really extreme one way or the other. Uh huh. Because it's it's set up as a
1: on a scale of zero to ten.
0: Right, like. Hard no, mm-hmm. pretty much no, kind of no, yes, soft no, not applicable,
1: somewhere in the middle, soft
0: yes, mm-hmm. uh, kind of yes, big yes or hard yes, and you it was like whenever you answer these questions, you select the ones on the outside. I'm like, that's a hard no. <laughs> oh wait a minute, <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> so they kind of set you up for some of that, yeah. Um, but it was good. It was it was fascinating.
1: So on that note, I'm going to read my BDSMtest.org results as well so that we can kind of compare a little bit. Um, I know we did my top five on the last episode, but I am 99% non-monogamist, 96%, I (laughs) know, 99%. There's 1% of me that's like, maybe not. (laughs) Oh, good. Good. Yep. Uh, 96% primal prey. Yep. 94% brat. Shock. Which is lower than it has been in years past. I think the last few tests that I've taken, I've been like 96% and above. So I'm dialing down my brattiness as I mature. Sure. 89% submissive, 89% rope bunny, okay. 72% voyeur. So I also enjoy watching other people sure, sure. do a thing. Uh, 66% degrady. So, okay. I like it when you tell me that I'm a filthy little whore. Sure. Mm-hmm. In a loving way, of course. Of course. <laughs> 65% masochist, meaning I like a little bit of pain. I'm mm-hmm. 65% of pain. Not 100%. Yeah,
0: no. Just no, dial no, no. it
1: down to 65%. That's, mm, that's my sweet spot. Yeah. 65% experimentalist Great. also. Love it. So, I'm willing to try new things. Mm-hmm. primal hunter, which surprised me because I don't see myself hunting anyone. Okay. However, I think that that just kind of goes hand in hand with being buried in this primal thing. Sure. 51% exhibitionist, 44% boy girl. So I do enjoy some of that like little middle space. Mm -hmm. 44% vanilla. So I still got some vanilla in me too. I like the simple things in life. Yes. 41% switch, which is. Very accurate for me because the only person that I will really switch with is my husband. Sure. So a little bit of a switch in there. Okay. 11% rigor.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I can't even imagine myself being that high of a percentage. It's not my thing. Uh, 10% degrader. Okay. 8% dominant, which is sure, sure about Makes accurate sense. also. And 8% brat tamer as well. And I am 1% slave. So I really, really, really don't want to be someone's slave. That is... Yeah, yeah. And then the, the rest are all 0%. 0% owner, 0% pet, 0% master mistress, 0% sadist, 0% daddy mommy, and 0% age player. Absolute no interest in any, any of passes. those. Hard passes. Hard passes on
0: all of those. Mm.
1: Yeah. Not my jam. So interesting to kind of compare those two yeah. and see.
0: I have just one no interest, but I think it's because I'm, you know, 85% experimentalist uh-huh. that there's been a part of me that has liked at least something yeah so i had i had these two professors in college they were married um and the one would give a quiz and it was you either got the right or wrong answers mm-hmm. the other would give a quiz and it, he would look for ways to award you points oh. so if the quiz was like when did uh, god i don't know um when did the civil war happen I happen to, because I'm a history major. I happen to know that they are the years 1861 to 1865. However, if I couldn't give the years, but I could say it was Lincoln's first term as president, uh, um, the 1860s emancipation era, right? Emancipation Proclamation happened in 1863, which was smack mm-hmm. in the middle. Like, if you can give all of that, yes, you will still get points. You could get full points.
1: That's so cool.
0: Same thing, I think, here with the experimentalist bit in that. I will always find something positive Brilliant. about the thing, which is why I'm a 2% degrader, even though I, it is so hard for me to speak ill of anybody. <laughs> I, know, I know. I just, I can't be like, you're a dirty little whore. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I didn't mean it. <laughs>
0: Do you like it when I call you a dirty little whore, <laughs> you sweet <laughs> angel, baby? I'm sorry.
1: <sighs> it's that's a- That's exactly it. Yeah. That's that matches that percentage so well for yeah. you. <laughs> yep.
0: Sure. sure does. Sure does. So that was that was an interesting that was an interesting experience. Yeah. See, so uh,
1: you did your homework. I'm really proud of you. I, I have did? another Thank homework you. assignment for you. Okay. Your homework assignment this week? Yes. Is going to be buying your tickets to Kinkfest before they sell
0: out. Oh, right. Mhm. That it gets to King Fest. And we will need to work out actual travel dates and whatnot cuz I don't remember. It
1: yes, uh, it's April. Oh, it's Easter weekend. Easter weekend right. in April.
0: Right. Right. Okay. And
1: you're you're going to get the 2-day pass.
0: Yep.
1: Uh-huh. And you're going to go and we're going to have a wonderful podcast for it. You're going to have so much to tell when you get back. Do
0: it for the pod. Do it for the pod. Do it for the pod. Do it for the pod. <laughs> Because senior's going as well, right? Senior is going. Okay, well, I'm going to need for him to get on his F and F life, FET life, <laughs> his F, F- life. <laughs> <laughs> I need for him to get on his F and FET life and add me as a co-conspirator. Uh-huh. And then just so for those of you who don't know, I am in a what is it under the protection of under
1: protection of yeah. yeah
0: so I'm currently under protection of Bird's FET life profile. Yeah, and I also registered her husband's Senior's FET life profile. So, like. There are two walls between me and Aww. anybody that tries to get there, but he has to get on there and say, yeah, 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 for sure.
1: He's, he's. I know. So bad about I that. I know. He's
0: terrible. I know. Okay. Okay. Now, Bird. Yes. You have some juicy goodies. <laughs> I'm so excited.
1: <laughs> so I went on a date. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Keep it together. I went on a date with someone that I met at the meet and greet that we went to.
0: Who I don't remember from the meet and greet. I, I know. know he was there. Yeah. But, mm-hmm.
1: Um. You did not do a whole lot of talking to him. That was that was a lot of me talking to him.
0: Can't understand why.
1: And his lovely wife. I just adore her. Um. And so then I ran into them at the party and got to spend a little bit of time. I noticed that he kind of was interested in communicating with me a little bit extra and i was so excited when i saw him walk in i'm like oh my gosh yes he's here this is so cool because i had some interest at the meet and greet but i wasn't quite sure what he was all about so then he showed up and i got the chance to check him out a little bit more
0: literally
1: literally and they were very sweet to me as a couple And then they came to my place of business Mm -hmm. the following Monday, so two days later. Right. And Senior came with me so that the four of us could kind of chit-chat and hang out and kind of get a feel for each other. Good. And then as he was leaving, he asked if he could take me out on a date the next day, and I said yes. So we went out for drinks the next day. And it was wonderful. We went to our spot. Of course. Of course we did. I already knew that. Yeah. (laughs) Duh. (laughs) And we were on kind of limited time anyway. So it was just like meet for one drink, kind of chit-chat for a little bit. And it was one of those things that it went so well and it was so smooth. We just talked and talked and talked. And then it was like, I really should leave. Yeah. Mm. Um, so then he was really sweet. And he said, Is it all right to kiss you? Uh and this uh, we've talked about this, mm-hmm. that that is my jam, mm-hmm. is getting that consent mm-hmm. and not just, you know, guessing games or anything like that. And maybe that's my neurodivergency that really appreciates that. But it was so clear cut and it was so awesome. And one of his kinks is enthusiastic consent. So by the time that we're wrapping up the conversation and he's like, is this all right if I maybe give you a kiss? I'm like, Geez. Yes, 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 yes. I'm on board. I love this. Good. Everything had been leading up to that really well. And he said, is it all right if I I do this thing? Because I really want to do this. And he said, I'm going to describe to you what I'd like to do. And he said, I'd like to take my hand and run it up the back of your neck (gasps) and into your hair. and (sighs) Grab your hair just a little bit. Uh Give you a little kiss on your neck. Uh And then kiss you on the mouth.
0: I need a towel for this couch.
1: Yep. (laughs) And describing what he was going to do was Mm -hmm. the coolest thing.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And so he did, and it was wonderful. And he was a really good kisser. (laughs) And it was so cool. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. So we had a nice, sweet kiss, and then we just, like, giddied out for... About four minutes, and then we left. Cute. Um, and then he walked me into my car like an absolute true gentleman out in the rain, and then gave me another kiss before he left. Just a quick one. Yep. And then we've been texting each other pretty much nonstop ever since. And what's fun? Well... Is we have been writing messages to each other on FetLife, like big, long messages. And we kind of equate it to the um, old school, traditional writing of letters back and forth sure, to each other. So we'll sure. text each other. I gave him my number after our date. Good. So we text each other a little bit here and there and kind of like shorter messages. And then the really long, in-depth, getting to know you, story sharing stuff all goes into That's our Life messages back Love and forth. That. And this... Last couple days, he wrote me a really hot story about us.
0: Oh. Super hot. I look forward to reading that.
1: Yes, and he put it up on VET, so you can read it.
0: It's public domain.
1: It's very public.
0: Mm -hmm. Grab your phone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Look Mm -hmm. it up, Mm because it's wonderful.
1: It's an eight-minute read.
0: Oh, I'm a speed reader.
1: Do we want to take a pause so you can read this? Yes, but no. Because this, it was, A, the sweetest thing, because he catered it based off of what we had been talking about and things that he had learned that I was into. Mm-hmm. And then, B, also made it very detailed and well-written, and it is one of the most glorious pieces of smut that's ever been written about me. Oh, You have to read this. Sure.
0: Mm-hmm. and
1: so well-written. He's a phenomenal writer.
0: He's he's very well, very well-written.
1: He's very, yeah. Uh, he's like that in his text messages, too. It's been a breath of fresh air to be able to talk to someone that's, like, intelligent and uses good grammar. It's and, so lovely. Oh, it's beautiful. It's- so, yeah, he's adorable and super cute and i really like him
0: so what was the four-way exchange like how was senior feeling how was partner um good
1: his wife is really sweet she's been wingmanning for him since the day that we met at the Mm -hmm. meet and greet and is very disappointed that i'm not more into women However, it's fair. It's fair. <laughs> uh, she was super sweet about everything and, and just splendid. I could not ask for a better potential meta. Cool. She's so cool. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh. And then Senior did really well too. He, it's been a little bit of an adjustment because things have been going very fast. Mm hmm. And That was very rapid. It's super quick. We also talk quite a bit. And I think that it's a little bit tough for Senior because he doesn't know how much we talk sure. and what we talk about and the depths of the conversations. So I get where he's like, whoa, what the heck? This is pretty quick. Yeah. But I have another date with him on Tuesday. Where are we so going? I'll have another update. We're going to the quiet bar. <gasps> and he wants to dress up kind of nice.
0: Well, you would have to. I know. It's the quiet. I think
1: because he wants oh. to see me in heels.
0: Duh. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously.
1: Tuesday. Tuesday. I think
0: my schedule is conveniently clear for that. Beautiful. I may just have to go get a Kaipedi and UR6.
1: Oh, darn. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's, oh, I'm so excited. I know. That's so great. Um. He. Without giving too much away, he did make mention that he was like, He said something along the lines of like, that's too bad that Grant's not into women because the wife was like, he's so cute. He's so attractive. And I was like, oh, but Grant is into women. So I just happened to like plop that out there. Sure, sure. You know, because I got a wingman for you every now and then too. bless you,
0: (laughs) bless you. I haven't I haven't been with a woman in a hot minute, though.
1: Isn't it's, that crazy? It's been a
0: time. Yeah. That's very sweet. She's very pretty. Isn't she lovely? She's very pretty. Her, her ringlets are...
1: She is... Her personality is such a firefly. She is. Yeah. Just literal sparkles. Absolutely. Just... Yeah. I love her. Ugh. So, yeah. Oh, I'm so, so that, excited. That's my update for the week. That's awesome. <laughs> well,
0: we know what's coming...
1: Soon. <laughs> I love that. I have a feeling that this thing is going to be a not short-term thing. That's my prediction. My hypothesis based off of the chemistry and how things have been going sure. is definitely going to be an experience.
0: If we ever run out of things to talk about on here. Oh my god. We will just make it the what was birds date like. Yeah. Because that's all I need.
1: He is exceptionally kinky, too, and really, really, really into exploring the things that I'm into. It's like a side of him that he hasn't really gotten a chance to super tap into. Sure. And so this is going to be fun for him on top of being extra fun for me.
0: Has he done the test?
1: Um, I'm going to assume so. He's been in the lifestyle for a while.
0: We are going to need his results.
1: All right. I'm going to I'll Thank message you. him and be like, hey. You got homework of your own to do.
0: Does He doesn't listen to the podcast.
1: I told him about it. He's probably going to listen. He's going to hear this he's and be gonna like, hear this.
0: oh my God, that's me. Yeah. That, gonna,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's my, there's my update and he's really, he's so attractive. <laughs> it's so stupid.
0: He's very handsome. Yeah. He's very handsome. Yeah. I just want you all to know that I have been waiting since Tuesday to hear this.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I waited.
0: I get set on the back burner I'm so sorry. that you people can have <laughs> fodder.
1: We do it for the pod.
0: I freaking hate this podcast. <laughs> I end up waiting, but it's good. I'm so happy. That's so, uh congratulations. Thank you. It doesn't help that you get skiddy as a.
1: Oh, it's so stupid. I,
0: I mean, the instant he pops up on your phone, you're just like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's been like that. All week. It's so ridiculous. Uh, but my my That's favorite sweet. part about this is that I couldn't really tell if I was approaching this from a relationship standpoint or from a kink standpoint. Because mm-hmm. it sort of blurs together. And it is a nice pairing for kind of both of those things. Sure. So the fact that he is very kinky and very well versed in a lot of the things I'm super interested in. That's gonna make a really fun adventure and I can't wait to tell some stories about my kink life. Yeah. I'm so excited. In addition to exploring with senior, I am now gonna be exploring, potentially exploring with Right. Let's not put the cart before the
0: horse, but
1: Um, Yeah, and we're gonna need to give him a nickname. I still have to work on this for him. So we'll see. We'll we'll come up with something good for him.
0: Mm, Let's so he has to submit his BDSM test. Oh. And then we will base his nickname off of his test. You know
1: what I like that? I think he'll go for it too.
0: So if he's primal hunter, he's gonna be Hunter.
1: Oh <laughs> well shit. Okay. You know what? I don't even need him to like do the test.
0: No, I still want to know the results.
1: Oh that too. <laughs> <laughs> In order for him to get a name though, I think Hunter's pretty I mean fabulous for him. He did find his prey. He sure did. And he has mentioned it a couple times too. He's like, "Well, since I'm a hunter, I'm like <gasps>
0: <laughs> self fulfilling prophecy,
1: it, <laughs> yeah, is. it sure is.
0: It happens. It happened. <laughs> oh so, so yeah. Okay. Well, let me just tell you. Yes.
1: Yeah. So
0: yay, yay hunter. Yeah, yay, yay h- bird. Yay
1: hunter for sure. What's the word for? There was a.
0: I'm gonna have to do some research. Sorry, ADD brain. Yeah, do there it. was a um, in ye olden days when I was a young sprig. There was a word for a specific person that hunted birds. Oh. And I am totally blanking on what it is. I was gonna call it a falconer, but that's obviously not it because the falcon they that hunt was an owner of the with
1: Falcons.
0: birds. Correct. But there was I there was somebody there was a anyway, I'm gonna have to look that up. What
1: is a bird hunter called? An ostringer.
0: Ostringer.
1: Wait, no, that goes into falconer.
0: Bird hunt I'll look it up. There was hmm. I know there was a term. Wait, once upon a time, I hope people are screaming at this podcast like, it's
1: this, you moron. Yeah.
0: But I'm totally blanking. Anyway, well, what what an update. Thanks. You win this one. I know. I'll let you have it. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) So, we have decided to start doing Kink of the Week.
1: Yes, I'm
0: looking forward to this. Same. And our Kink of the Week is going to feed into our conversation for the rest of the episode. Yes. So... We decided, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, we decided that we're going to start doing these series casts. So this is going to be the first in a series of three, where today we're going to talk about porn, watching porn, pornography. But porn is not just something that you watch. There's also erotic literature. Mm -hmm. There's a great website called literotica.com. Oh my God, one of my favorites. I Love it.
1: You know, I'm going to take a little sidestep here. Yeah, yeah. When I was a teenager, this is probably inappropriate. I'm going to say when I was a young adult.
0: There we go. Sure.
1: When I was a young adult, there was a website called Bolt.com, and it was meant to be sort of a gathering place for young adults. You could have a blog, you could have a phone number, there was kind of a chat system. The phone number was really interesting because it would just kick into a voicemail, so it wasn't like it dialed a phone or you had to have mm. a phone to connect to it, but you could give this phone number out to people and they could call and leave you voice messages and then you could go onto the website and listen to your voice
0: messages. Kind of like a voice memo or something, Yeah, or a voice text. Yes,
1: exactly. And on this website, people would do filthy blogs Spectacular. And that is how I got into erotic literature. I love erotic literature. And so do I. Yeah, so do I. It's genuinely my favorite
0: thing. Mm-hmm. And it's
1: very much so like literotica.
0: Yeah. I don't watch a lot of television. I don't I have so much screen time at work that I far prefer to read. Yep. I haven't been on Literotica in years, but it's
1: I will say that there is something really Powerful, especially as a woman, behind mental foreplay,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and not just physical foreplay.
0: No, if you can, if you can do the buildup. Oh if yeah. You can do oh god, so good. Yes. If you're getting ready to go for a date, and you are sexting somebody, like oh, I'm man. so looking forward to doing this. Yes. And blah blah blah, feeling your skin, yada yada. Oh <sighs>
1: yeah.
0: Yep. <laughs> that's the way to do it. So shh. <laughs> Mhm. <laughs> mhm. So, we're going to talk about porn. We're kind of pulling these No, we are pulling these from that book 101 kinky things even you can do. So, I talked about this book last week, two weeks ago, something like that. Yes,
1: it's basically our bible at this point. At
0: this point. I have almost finished reading it, and then I'm going to jump into the other book that I mentioned BDSM whatever it's called. So, I have read this kink in the 101 Kinky Things Even You Can Do by Kate Sloan. So I've read this section of the kink, and I'm going to basically summarize it, and then I'm going to read you the the try this options. So basically, what Kate Sloan says is porn isn't just a solitary masturbation session. You can obviously do it with a partner. Highly encourages doing it with a partner. Pornography is not just visual. There is... Like we said, reading pornography, there is stuff like um, when you go, oh, I'm so going to botch this, hentai, yes. manga, you can see it in picture format, you can read it. I have a story for you, don't let me forget. Ooh. But there's there's more to it than just actual visual engagement. Basically, the big note that Kate Sloan states in the book is what you see in porn while exciting, is not necessarily doable. Uh, literally. Yes. The sentence she uses, which is so good, is remember that porn is to real life sex as action movie car chase scenes are to driving. A riskier, flashier version that is better viewed as inspirational than instructional. Beautiful. And it's accurate 110%. So here's the try this. These are the three. Try this. One. One. Challenge yourself to watch a porn clip from a genre that's new to you at least once a week. Oh. Maybe you'll learn about a new kink or role play that you might want to try. Or maybe you'll think, "Mm, this isn't really my thing. Either way, you'll learn more about yourself and your sexuality just by trying. Love it. Great option. Second, try this. Have a porn date with a partner where you each curate a playlist of a few porn clips you like and watch them together talk about what you find hot about each and how that information might be relevant to your sex life together. Glorious. And then the last one is, if you can find a porn clip that features performers both you and your partner find attractive, watch it together while fantasizing aloud about what it might be like if they joined the two of you in the bedroom.
1: Ooh. Yes.
0: We obviously don't have to do that. I don't know about you, but I watch enough porn for half of a country. (laughs) Aggressive, perhaps, but accurate. That's where we're going to start with our conversation today about porn. Perfect. Um, Pornography. It is not hard to find material to watch of a sexy nature. No. However, you must be incredibly careful about what you're choosing to watch. First of all, you need to make sure that all performers that you are watching, subscribing to, are of legal age. Oh, yeah. And consenting. Yeah. If that is not the case, first of all, report it. Yeah. Secondly, I would remove it from your computer. Don't get caught with that stuff. You need to report it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Loud
0: and clear. Bird, what is your favorite kind of porn to watch?
1: I love, and I will default to, rough sex. Sure. And face fucking. Ah. I don't necessarily love face fucking for myself. Sure. Like, fine every now and then, but it's not a kink of mine. I just really love to watch it. And I do this kind of weird thing where I sort of imagine myself from the man's point of view and imagine myself doing that to someone else.
0: That's very dominant.
1: Isn't that crazy? But I'm not like that in real life. Yeah.
0: In previous episodes, Mm -hmm. you have mentioned that you and Senior will occasionally switch positions. Yes. Would you do it to him with a strap on? Yes. And?
1: Yes, I absolutely would. Do you I don't, like it? I don't know if that, yes. Okay. Yes, we have done stuff of that nature. Sure. I'm going to have to check with Senior to make sure of that course. he's comfy putting that out. Of course. Um, not mouth stuff. I would be curious to kind of see the mouth stuff from me mm-hmm. wearing a prosthetic.
0: Yeah.
1: Huh. Interesting. Never thought about that.
0: It's because he's the only person with whom you switch.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's, hmm, that is a curious, that is a curious thing.
0: Because you could, you can really do it one of two ways, obviously. There's the you in charge just ramming it down his throat. Right. Or if he's still in that position, but he's a dominant bottom Uh in that case. Who knows? That could do something... Where he takes charge, maybe he grabs your butt and is thrusting and you thrusting? into him.
1: Yeah, that could be an interesting. You proposition. have homework. I do have homework. You
0: have homework because I want to know.
1: That's a whole interesting conversation. Yeah,
0: because I mean, if you think about yourself, if you envision yourself while watching somebody else do it, yeah. Why not try it? I,
1: however, I feel like it's almost null and void because I can't. I don't have the sensations. From that, that men have when they are inserting their penis into things, right?
0: But but maybe it's not about- It's a mental stimulation thing. Maybe it's the mental play.
1: Yeah. I don't know if that would do it for me in real life. I'm curious to see. I'm going to have to do some work on that.
0: Something to try. Yeah. I would be so curious to hear (laughs) Grant, Mm. what
1: is your favorite porn to watch?
0: I do like watching a facial. Mm. Mm Hmm. I do. Really? I do. Cause I, I can't stand the taste of cum. I think it's disgusting.
1: Oh. I hate it. Wow. I,
0: which I ha- I hate that I hate it. I wish I didn't.
1: I have a story that goes along with this. Oh, Not fantastic. a story, but just like
0: A relevant tale. A
1: relevant situation mm-hmm. where I I will swallow. I I'm totally Ugh. fine with that, but it has to go immediately. Down the hatch.
0: Right. There's no sitting in. If it sits, uh,
1: it spits.
0: Mm-mm. I
1: can't and I cannot. I will not lick it off of anything. No. It, uh.
0: <laughs> Agreed.
1: Uh, I don't know why.
0: That's a hard pass.
1: I'm, I'm perfectly fine swallowing it, but it's got to go directly <gasps> down.
0: I wish. I wish. Hmm. I wish. I cannot stand the taste.
1: That's so, yeah. Yeah.
0: I can't, so I won't lick it off of
1: things, (laughs) which I wish I could do. I wish I could do too. Because it's so hot. Yeah. No, thanks. I I have a tough time even watching other people do it, Mm -hmm. but- I I feel bad because there's so many times that, like, that is someone's fantasy. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Sorry, but You bud. aren't going to get it from me.
0: I can't. This
1: is maybe why I love being polyamorous is because you can get that from someone else, but it ain't going to come from me. me. Yeah.
0: Exactly. I I hate it. It makes me so sad. Yeah. But it's accurate. And really anything with a good butt.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I have to say I found one recently that I did not know that I was going to enjoy. And it was a man fucking a doll, mm. a doll butt. You know how they have yeah, like yeah. just the little half thing, mm-hmm. um, and then this woman pretended to be that toy. Yes. And then surprise! Oh my gosh, it's a woman under the blanket this whole time, and right. you you shouldn't have been fucking her, but you definitely but you were. Did. <laughs> Continue yeah. on. Yes, I loved that mostly because that. Toy had a nice butt and then also she had a really nice butt.
0: Yeah. It's butts are nice. They are. I love a good man butt too. I I love a good man butt. I'm a leg man the Ooh. whole way. It doesn't matter if it's male, female, or any other ale. I love legs. I love thighs. Oh. I am a sucker. Put, put my head between massive them. thighs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. If you yes. But here's the thing. Part of the leg is the butt. Yeah. And if there's a nice butt.
1: Yeah. I feel super fortunate because.
0: You have a nice butt.
1: Oh, thank you. You do. I was going to say Senior has a great butt. But Does he? But his thighs Oof. are my favorite thing ever. He doesn't wear any clothing that compliments no, it. No, he won't. I. Know. <sighs> he won't either. And oh man, his thighs are just my favorite thing because they are so meaty. Mm. Oh my God. I just want to bite them so bad. They were my favorite thing, and so like men with big thighs. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and then connect that to a really nice butt. Ugh, mm, I'm
0: a goner. The end. Yeah. So if there's anything with a nice butt in oh. it, golden. Yep. Thousand percent. Well, that was fun. Yeah. Uh, Going to take about seven minutes to.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Do you save your favorite porns or porns that are of interest to you in your bookmarks? I have... Or do you just hope s- to find them again?
0: I have sites like XX Hamster or uh-huh. RedGif or whatever that those don't require any sort of payment or anything. Yeah. Unless you want to upgrade to like a premium membership.
1: Yeah, that's the hub for me.
0: Yes. So I have an account there and then I create little files that are like top 100 or whatever. Oh, that's nice. To be viewed... If I'm running low on time or whatever.
1: I have been so scared of making an account. Do it. Okay.
0: <laughs> it's, this
1: whole time.
0: Because otherwise you have page after page after page after page after page. Yeah. In your shared file. Or, and you don't need to. Yeah. You just put it in your account.
1: Just save it. Huh. That's what I do. Yeah. I have a whole bunch of bookmarks. I have a hidden folder yep. within a folder within a folder titled hub. Yep. And then I save
0: them to hub. And that's mm. that's a way to do it. But if you can just create an account, clean up your desktop, clean up your, clean like, get yeah. rid of all of the tabs. Yeah. And just have.
1: An account with some saved things in it. Okay, all right. You might have convinced me. Okay. That's Let fair. me know how
0: that goes. Because I, I haven't done it on mm-hmm. Pornhub. I have it on Redgiff, and I have it on. X Hamster? No. I don't remember what the other one is. I'm blanking at the moment. Fair.
1: I tend to not branch out. When I get porn brain, I, I think of one thing mm-hmm. and I'm just like, who need to get porn. And then just.
0: There it is. There it is. Well, red tube.
1: Red tube. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I actually really love Twitter for porn.
1: What? So Tumblr used to be my go to for porn back in the day. Sure. That yeah. was my favorite. Sure was. But Twitter. What is this?
0: I'm not going to tell you because we're going to talk about it in exhibitionism.
1: Interesting. Okay. I'm looking forward to revisiting that because I've never heard this in my life. Oh,
0: ho, 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 ho. yeah, that'll be fun. Chaos. That'll be so good. Okay. So, okay. So, we talked about our favorite types of porn. Yes. Now, I want to know why you like porn itself. What about porn? I don't like to use the word attractive because I don't want to fixate on the models or the performance itself, although yes. that's why we watch it. Yeah. But what is it that you do like about pornography. What about it does something to you?
1: I like watching other people do things that maybe I'm not capable of doing mm. or I'm not necessarily interested in doing. I also want to note too that my sorted history with porn dates back to when I was really, really, really little. I discovered porn when I was six. Oh, wow. Found my dad's porn stash. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. No-
0: Porn stash? Oh, yes. He had a porn stash? He had
1: a whole stash of porn. A mustache porn? No, mustache porn. Not not
0: a porn mustache. But it
1: was a collection. Oh. oh, yes. And it was stashed away in his office. And what I discovered was he left a porno in the video player in the VHS. And it was a place where I would always go into his office and watch my Disney movies in there. And one time I thought the Disney movie was still in there and I just hit play and it was not the Disney movie. It was something way better. (laughs) It was classic 70s style porn.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Oh, it was glorious bush and everything. And I think it was called Mm. like sex through a window or something along the sorts of that. Oh, wow. So it was like someone peeping through a window and watching this thing go down.
0: You, the voyeur, are watching another voyeur.
1: Yeah, watch the scene, yes. Wow. So that was my introduction to it. And then I would sneak in and try to watch this as much as possible until my mom caught me and I got in a lot of trouble. And probably so did my dad because suddenly that video stash was gone. However... Bummer. A little while later, I did discover that he had old Playboy magazines stacked out in the garage, and that is where I found my fix. So once that happened, it became so much fun for me to do that. However, I could collect it all up in my head as much as I possibly Mm -hmm. could and just retell those stories. And that's where this, like, mental game kind of came from. Sure. I loved that stuff. So, porn to me has always been a part of my life. Sure. And then, especially when the internet came around and I could look stuff up on there, oh, yes, that was my jam. Mm-hmm. So, when these websites start coming out Porn Hub, yep. Red Tube, all of those, oh, it was glorious. And then, Tumblr, through the Tumblr era, that was the place to go the for place. porn. The free porn. The gifts were all I needed at that point. Yep. You could watch a five second gif on a loop and that that ooh, good time. That was good stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I like porn because it provides an avenue to imagine what those things might feel like. Sure. That's my jam. That's my thing with porn.
0: Okay. Love that.
1: God bless porn.
0: (laughs) I don't know which direction to dissect that sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: And Grant for you.
0: I, so I'm kind of the same. I like to, okay. Here we go. I'm a nerd. I love a stupid story. So that's the kind of porn that I watch is Mm -hmm. there has to be a storyline. Oh. I love the setup. I love it. It's ridiculous. It's, it's so dumb. Excuse me. I need somebody to come fix my pipes. No, you don't. You (laughs) need to stop smoking, but (laughs) I get it. Like I just, it's so funny. So it, it tickles me because it's very much like, just let your brain turn off and become dumb. Yes. Be a, be a baiter.
1: What is it? Uh, reptilian brain? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I just, I like the funny story. Obviously we like the performers. Hmm. I think what it is, is I like to get ideas for things that I could try with partners. Beautiful. You know, I don't like to reinvent the wheel. I will just take somebody else's idea and try and adapt it to whatever situation I'm in. Perfect. It's great. And then it's the, oh, I wish I could do that, but I would need 16 years of dance to be that flexible and that's never going to happen for me. So you have fun for me.
1: Yes. Please. Yes, yes, yes. Kind of a thing. I have a question.
0: Sure. (sighs) Sure.
1: You ever have that post-nut clarity where you get done and you realize oh my god what did i just jerk off to what is the most regrettable porn oh wow that you have watched that you've just kind of went oh no oh what have i done do you want to hear mine yeah old people porn oh no oh i don't want to hear it anymore oh it was it it, it seemed like let me great- put my
0: teeth on the table first <laughs> <laughs>
1: It was one of those things that I don't know what it was that set me off down this path. But I was like, man, I'm super curious about this. And what it was was a bunch of elderly men, grandfatherly men with very young women. Mm. And I finished and I went, oh, n- oh, no. What have I done? Oh, that is not what I'm into at all.
0: Wow. What an experience. <sighs> what? Uh, wow. Mm hmm. Yep. Mm hmm. Broken hips everywhere. Oh,
1: you know it. Wrinkly soft wieners everywhere.
0: Mm-hmm. Love that.
1: Saggy gray sacks.
0: Oh, wow. wow. Y- mm. You should go write literature.
1: Thanks. <laughs> not to age shame by any no, means. No, but It's
0: for some people.
1: That should not, not have been a thing people. that I was getting off to. Mm-hmm. That was awful. I made a bad choice.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't really know that I have anything so in terms of porn like my my porn has been what i what i have watched has been really pretty vanilla i don't go too far down the rabbit hole because i'm scared
1: <laughs> <laughs> so your homework this week is, no, to, no. is to venture out and try something new find a,
0: find a scary porn
1: uh-huh just like the book was saying oh my
0: oh my so
1: do you watch kind of a similar genre and stick to that because i find myself all over the place
0: I tend to stick with what I know more often than not. Yeah. There are... (laughs) Okay, I have a story. Oh, good. So, this is is literally yesterday. This is yesterday at the time of recording this. I'm sitting at home with my two roommates and cute boy. And we're just hanging out. We've had dinner, drinks. One of my roommates says, Hey, there's this porn video where a man... Shoves ping pong balls up his ass. Oh my. And then fires them.
1: <laughs> oh my.
0: Do you want to see? And of course, Cute Boy was like, yeah, show me the filth.
1: Oh, I and love that was game like, for that. Oh,
0: he sure was. And my roommate was like, okay, great. Could not find it. But while he's scouring the deepest, darkest parts of the web, we find a video of a man stuffing his butthole with Billiard balls.
1: Oh. Pool balls. They're heavy.
0: They're heavy. They're, 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 they're heavy. He fit in at least eight. Oh yeah. And when I, like just, first of all, he fisted himself before he did any of this. So you knew he could do it. Oh,
1: he warmed himself
0: up. Oh, yep. Sure did. So he's popping them in there like jawbreakers (laughs) and In they go, in they go, in they go. And then, okay, so you know when you're playing pool and you knock the ball into the pocket and it does that little clack. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. (gasps) Yeah. Sure did. In his hole. Wow. Oh, yes. And the thing was, was that like you could see them because of the way the camera was angled. You could see them rearranging inside of him. Stop. No, true story. So as he's popping them in, you hear this, Oh. And you're just like, what are we watching here? I mean, obviously anal beads don't do it for this buddy anymore. He has uh-uh. to have like legit anal balls. Uh-huh. And then he proceeds to eject them.
1: Does he shoot them out
0: or do they just fall out? Um, He shoots them, but they're so heavy and he can't get enough force that it's not like a cannonball. <laughs> it's just like a... It, <laughs> there wasn't any sound, but it was just like a... Pop, out it went... Pop, and as each one shifted, you'd hear this because oh they're all resettling inside his inside his rectum. Phenomenal. It That's one word for it. <laughs> he had so many in there and he required so much force that he prolapsed because he was trying to eat. It was an experience. So let me that didn't do it for me. Let's just put that out there. Didn't do it for me. That's, I've already completed my homework. That was my homework. I don't like it.
1: <laughs> I am.
0: Yep. Speech. Shocked and aghast. Yeah. That was literally yesterday.
1: There was a local stripper that used to put ping pong balls in her hoo-ha on mm-hmm. stage and shoot them out at people to catch.
0: In uh, their mouths?
1: In whatever orifice they desired. Foul. By all means. Yes. Cool Balls is
0: mm-hmm.
1: very next level. It's a choice. Wow. I will
0: I will see if my roommate still has that website.
1: Oh, Lord.
0: And uh, I'll send it to you.
1: And you're going to make me watch that. Sure am. All right. Share in your trauma. Sh- we can trauma bond over that trauma one. Trauma bond. Wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what I the story that I wanted to actually tell you, that one just kind of cropped up because of it's scary because you asked the question <laughs> of much regret, <laughs> but what I wanted to so back in high school, my high school French class organized a trip to Europe, and one of the things that we got to do was we went to Italy and we visited Pompeii. Oh, and while we were in Pompeii, they we were walking around the remains, obviously, and we learned the history of the red light district. So when a house was open, when the house was available, and it was a place of repute, ill repute as some might think, they would have a lantern that was intentionally colored red that they would put a candle inside of. And if the, I think I'm telling this right, if the candle, if the lantern was red and it was outside your door and burning, the house was open for business. Oh, so red light district is literally because in Rome, they would set red lanterns out outside the outside the doors of these places of pleasure. Interesting. So
1: as a high schooler, you got to find this out. That's oh, really
0: cool. just wait. So as a high schooler, we got to go into one of these buildings of repute. Oh, my. And this is this was what was fascinating. So you could see they didn't have walls between. Well, some of them had walls between each room and there were doors. The doors had obviously been removed, but you could see in and you could see the stone beds that they would lay on, play on. Above the doorway for each room was a picture, a painting of the service that the woman provided. So if you wanted to be sucked off, you would walk until you found the door of the woman on her knees in front of a man. And that was the service that she provided. Oh, okay. So a bunch of high schoolers got to go see 2000 year old porn (laughs) in the form of Roman menu selections for the meat house.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah, yeah. Education at its finest.
1: I was going to say, I would love to be inside the mind of the instructor who decided that that was the to-do on the trip.
0: So, it was my French teacher, who just passed away earlier this year, God rest her soul, whom I loved and cherished. She was wonderful. She used, obviously, a travel agency group that orchestrated the whole thing, and it, let's be, I'm going to be, the most out there and upfront, it was a Christian travel group because I went to a private school. It wasn't until, so they, I mean, they would walk us in and out of buildings and they were very upfront about it because sexual pleasure was a thing in the Roman empire. Mm -hmm. And at some point when we get to talking about age play, particularly boy girl, I'm going to have a total nerd moment. We're going to talk about pederasty versus pedophilia.
1: Oh because they're
0: totally different things. Okay. But anyway, so we would walk through we got to walk through this building and they were like, okay, so this was this is the history of the red light district, and here's what happened. Da, 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 da. It was one of the students, not me, one of the students who was a bit curious that was like, those paintings above the doorway are kind of they're kind of hard to see. What are those? Because the obviously the paint had been eroding for thousands of years. Vesuvius had erupted and damaged much of Pompeii and they were like, "Oh, we're not really sure." Oh no. Yeah, yeah. So it was just kind of a revelation for everybody. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fair, 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 fair. Yeah. Fair, I mean, fair, maybe fair, don't fair, take people through a brothel. But again, the art was the art was legitimately hard to see. So naturally, we all took pictures of it, and as we used our flashes, it was kind of like those old 1950s movies where they use the flash and it just blinds you. Yes. We got really good really good ideas of what was on there.
1: So some very Early porn Mm -hmm. in and of itself.
0: Which wasn't, it wasn't intended as pornography back then for the use of pleasure. Mm -hmm. It was just a, these are your menu options for the night from this home. What would you like?
1: Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Good times had
0: by all. (laughs) That being said, Bird, what do you dislike about pornography?
1: Uh, Oh man. So there's pros and cons to everything. Obviously. And there are pros and cons to porn. It has set some really unrealistic expectations Mm. for what sex in general as a baseline is supposed to look like. Sure. So a lot of the men that I've been with have this expectation that what we do together is the same thing as what porns are minus the communication beforehand.
0: What do you mean communication beforehand?
1: So talking about what we're going to be doing in these quote unquote scenes. Mm. Much like Hunter had expressed to me before he kissed me, he said, this is what I'm going to be doing and gave me an opportunity to process that and say, yes, I'm into that. Or, you know what, can we do all of that except X, Y, and Z?
0: Full disclosure.
1: Full disclosure. And in real life application, so much of this just turns into, well, it's unsexy to talk about those things because it's not shown in these porn videos or Whatever. So therefore that conversation gets left out of a lot of things. Sure. With the intent of this will ruin the experience if I have to talk about it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: When I think it's much the opposite nowadays. So there's unrealistic displays of intimacy also happening too, where this over-the-top kind of glorified situation is happening. I don't think that it's realistic and it sets expectations pretty high. If you are excessively using porn, it can become a problem too. Yeah. It can be incredibly addictive and can affect your ability to get turned on or aroused by things. And it can cause people to get desensitized to it. Yeah. You know, or desensitized to real life situations because it's not quite as extreme as what you've been watching. Therefore, it's not quite as interesting may not be into doing a real-life act if it's not just like what you've been watching on porn. Right. The other thing, too, is porn has this kind of evil side that's sort of unethical that hides in there, too. There's, like, the human trafficking that happens within the porn industry and the sex trafficking victims being forced or tricked or coerced into doing this pornography stuff. And unless it's ethical porn, it does make it really difficult to navigate those kinds of things and support that.
0: Well, and one of the things that I know we said early on in the episode or earlier on in the episode was you really need to be careful about what kind of porn you're watching because yeah. if they are using underaged people or they're using trafficked people, yeah. you can get into A, a lot of trouble if you're found with that on your screen. Yes. But also when you find stuff like that, if you, if you don't report it, if you don't condemn it you condone it
1: yeah but how do you know you know exactly. like, like what are the parameters for finding out if that actress was paid ethically and was not abused in the process or was she sex trafficked into it and you know it's so hard to tell with that kind of stuff so that's where i find that porn can be also problematic
0: well and i might just ruin some people's childhoods right now but you know <laughs> when judy garland was filming the Wizard of Oz. Oh, yeah. She was smacked around and yelled at. And, you know, I can sit here and say, well, that was just part of how they did things back then. Yep. Which is true. That is how they did things. That doesn't mean it was a good way to do things. Exactly. But we didn't know that until Judy Carland actually came out and said, oh, yeah, working on the set of Wizard of Oz was garbage because I was smacked around
1: abused yeah absolutely you know that definitely lends to this whole media where what we see isn't always exactly what's happening behind the scenes
0: exactly and that's one reason why you talk about having those when we talked about boundaries and having those conversations off scene about this is what we're going to do and blah 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 you don't see those Mm -hmm. because they may not actually be happening absolutely it's interesting in some of the gay porn that I watch, you can follow the gay porn stars and they will, like on Twitter or whatever, and they'll talk up the company that they're working for and, and actually you know they're not being coerced into it. You know they're not being trafficked into it. Yeah. So, you know, I think there is some background research you could do from your porn stars, mm-hmm. but also, you know, are they fake accounts that the, you can't, no, yeah. but the minute you find out, you better do something about yeah, it. Yeah,
1: exactly. There was one porn star that I really loved for a really long time, and that's James Dean. Mm-hmm. James Dean with the D-E-E-N. Yeah. I really liked him when he was on Tumblr all over the place.
0: Very yummy. And
1: then some unsavory facts came out about him, and I just went, uh, nope, you're out. I'm not going to watch anything that you're in anymore.
0: Right. For those of you who couldn't see, she flipped off the air (laughs) as though she was sucking to (laughs) Mr. Mr. D-E-E-N. But um, yeah, once you, you know, once you learn the things, it's your responsibility to act on it. Yeah. But that is, I mean, that's.
1: It's so tough. It's so tough, especially if you're just jumping into a porn website to jerk off really quick. You're not going to do your research. No on the actors that are nope. in there. So it that makes it really tough. I know that there are some websites that try to lean into the more ethical side of things. Absolutely, And I, I wish that I could remember the one that I found that was geared more towards women and mm. the female gaze. Yes. Yes. And it supported ethical porn and not sure. just this brutal side of things. Right. One of the other issues that I have a problem with about porn is that the objectification of women with certain body types or ethnicities really lends to stereotyping Mm. and creating this fetishization of certain types of women like BBW or, you know, maybe you've got a thing for Asian women or something. That, to me, is gross, in my opinion, that that's made into a whole industry that people are capitalizing off of and making money off of.
0: Well, and it is a really fine line because, like, one of the things that we talked about in in an earlier episode is everybody has their preferences. Everybody yeah. has their flavors. So, I definitely, I love me some Central and South Americans. <laughs> they're, I just think they're the most beautiful people.
1: You got that Latin flavor. Ugh,
0: <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah, but it's. It's more than just their skin tone. Yes. I love their different cultures. I, I love their languages. Uh, speak to me in Brazilian Portuguese. But
1: you're not objectifying them. I'm not. Simply based on their ethnicity.
0: And I could, I could go on and look for Latinas or I could go look up Portuguese men or Brazilian men. And, and they've created those categories in porn. But the question is, why are you looking them up?
1: Yeah. And is it just a kink? Is it just something that is like adding like a preference to mm-hmm. it? You're just like, I don't know. I love dark hair or is it, I can only get off to women that are Latina of some sort.
0: Yeah. Right. I think porn when you're using it in a, in a non solo setting. So if you're watching it with your partner, it should be used to get a motor going, not to yes. be the car that's driven. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. So if I'm watching it with my partner, because I want to imagine the person and not my partner. Mm-hmm. A that indicates a fairly unhealthy relationship. But, Absolutely. But B, you know, there are some conversations that need to be had. It's not just I want to learn what their techniques are, or yes, if I'm trying to replace my person with somebody on the screen i have officially objectified the person on the screen yes and i have diminished my person and our relationship maybe isn't as healthy
1: yeah absolutely and i think that that's why a lot of people consider porn or watching porn to be cheating in a relationship Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. because you're idolizing someone else that maybe they won't live up to those standards Or, you know, you've got eyes for someone else and in a monogamous relationship, that can be quite unsettling to have your person be attracted to someone else.
0: Yep. Yeah. I think you have to ask, why are we watching porn in the first place? Mm -hmm. You know, if you are, if you're watching it to set a mood, fine. If you're watching it because you have to have it. Yeah. Do you need porn? or do you need a specific performer? Yeah. And and then you need you really do need to talk to your partner about it because that can get really really sticky. Yes. And it's interesting. I was thinking about this while we were talking. One of the upcoming episodes in this series is we're going to talk about voyeurism and we're going to kind of branch into cuckolding. And there is definitely categories for cuckold and one of the ones that we mention is the BBC, the Big Black Cock, mm-hmm. and it's the white guy that can't that can't reach the woman's inner depths or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's the objectification of
1: a particular type of person. A
0: particular type of person.
1: Big wee wee's. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. It's it's it can be your big busty ladies. Mm-hmm. It can be your big dick dudes. Yep. I mean, I watch it for a butt because. We know you love butts. We we love butts. We love a good butt. Mm-hmm.
1: But, you know, it sort of teeter-totters on that, is this ethical or not mm-hmm. kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, sometimes it's kind of a little hot to teeter on the other side of the unethical side of things. But is that morally good?
0: No. Right. <laughs> when, you, when you start talking ethics, mm-hmm. just because it's fun, does that mean it's quote-unquote right? Yeah, exactly. Who... Who are you hurting on one side or the other?
1: Yeah. And this is one of the big problems that I have with porn is that this leaves a big question mark about that kind of stuff.
0: Mm -hmm. I don't enjoy watching porn with a partner strictly because it's hard for me to tell what they're thinking. And it's Mm -hmm. not an insecurity thing for me. overthinking? There's a little bit of overthinking, but also it's one of those, why are you suggesting we should watch porn? porn mm-hmm. is that something that you need yeah is it something that you want to try like give it me the reasons I'm not behind doing it. exactly yes give me the reasons behind it yes. have those conversations that we talk about in the boundaries episodes why mm-hmm. I'm not opposed to it but I'm going to ask you why yeah um, and you have to be able to give me an answer other than
1: I think it might be fun and I also think that it's not really a great place for sexual education so, again, kind of going back into those unreal expectations, mm-hmm. if you're watching someone just jackhammer someone else, it sets that example for what is to be expected, even though that's not a realistic expectation. Right. That's my beef with porn.
0: No, that's that's all very fair. It does create those. It's the Disney princess. Yeah. Mentality. The fairy
1: tale life. Yep. And people not realizing that they don't necessarily associate with each other. Right. That fantasy is not reality. Exactly. Because it sets the bar so high, people just expect that that's what it's going to be like. For sure. What's your beef with porn?
0: It's a little bit about what you talked about in earlier episodes, but you don't see the consent given prior to. You don't ever hear about the scene setting or the you know here's what our safe signal is going to be here's our safe word yes because again it's not considered sexy yeah you know they don't necessarily show you when they have to stop a scene because and I'm going to go uh from a gay perspective well from an anal perspective if there's a leak or there's there's an there's an oops yep you don't see that yeah that doesn't happen or if you do see it It's made into a hokey. Yes. This isn't clean. You got it on my carpet. Oh, no. Like. Yeah. I mean, so when that happens to me, I as the bottom, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I feel. uh." Yeah. But realistically, like that happens. It's a
1: real life thing.
0: And most people who are going to shove their dick into your into your hole are going to be like, it's cool. Yeah. We'll get a towel.
1: Yeah. I already know the risks. Exactly. Shit happens. Literally.
0: So so there's a little bit of that. Porn is an extreme. Because you do. You look at it and you go, I want to try doing that. Uh-huh. And then you do it and you're like, I am not the gymnast that that person was. <laughs> there was a, uh, it's the jackhammer move. Um, so I was doing it. Uh, with my boyfriend last year. I was on my shoulders. Uh, my back was kind of curved up underneath me so that my back is up against the bed. Okay. With my butt in the air. Okay. Um, and I'm kind of at a Y split. Yes. And he is pile driving down into me. Okay. It wasn't pleasurable for either of us. No. He wasn't hitting my spot. It wasn't doing him any good because he was too focused and working and and that's fine. Like maybe it does do things for some people. Yes. But you there's know, that
1: it, expectation to continue until it.
0: There's a little bit of that. There's there's a little. I mean, f- part of me was like, well, yeah, we got to try this. Yeah. We, we just have to try it. There was the or maybe we're not doing it right. Yeah. Maybe maybe, you know, maybe you need to turn this way. Maybe when you start to overexamine your sex, to make it like porn, you've lost the intimacy part of sex.
1: Yes
0: and it it's just it's just kind of a bummer.
1: Oh, I agree.
0: There are websites like OnlyFans where you can watch a porn star with a partner and then you can excuse me. You can watch a porn star with their specific partner. Their relationship partner.
1: Their significant other. Correct. Thank you.
0: And then you can watch that same porn star with a friend or whatever because friends can fuck. Friends can fuck. And it's, there's just a little different.
1: That's so cool.
0: There's a little different view to it in that you can see this. I'm going to blow this way out of proportion. But like when you watch a porn star with his significant other. So I'm going to use, I'm going to use gay porn. Okay. You watch the bottom, look at his top who is his significant other and there's there's something soft and gentle in both of their eyes they're definitely getting it on and you're like yep it, this is hot and you can see the hot but there's there's something just underneath that's like I really am glad that I'm here doing this with you yes right now then you can watch that same bottom with a different top who's a friend or they've just met but everything's great and the look in the bottom's eyes is this is hot I'm so glad I'm doing this with you but there's no it's not sweet
1: yes it's almost like work versus pleasure exactly yeah
0: exactly and it's not everybody that you can see that with but you, right. there has to there's a little bit of that yeah um and so when you try and overthink your sex life to make it what you see. Yeah. You've lost the fun of sex. Yeah, exactly. You've lost the fun of sex.
1: I do think that there are a lot of pros to porn though. Maybe oh, a thousand percent. maybe not a lot of pros, but there are some pros to porn. So, something like watching with a partner mm-hmm. to get new ideas. Oh to try to be a little bit more creative, something that you've never watched before and kind of branch out a little bit. I also think that it's kind of fun to watch with another person mm-hmm. too. It can be super hot yep. and can lead to some really great sex. Even if you're not modeling your sex after what you have just watched, even it just getting plowed while you're yep. watching it in the background. Good times. Still super fun experience for something like that. It, But it creates a space... For you to explore things Mm -hmm. that you normally maybe would not have done with the partner.
0: Exactly. That same partner that I was dating, we decided to put porn on and have sex. And the hot thing about it wasn't that we were trying to imitate what they were doing. Yes. My partner wasn't talking to the people on the screen. He was engaging with me. But just having the sounds of another couple having sex in the background was hot air. Yes,
1: AF. yes, yes, yes. We
0: managed to make it a whopping forty five seconds before we were like, get upstairs and in this bed. <laughs> he didn't have a television in the bedroom so we couldn't yeah. we couldn't continue having the porn play. Yep. But the just having that extra again, porn isn't just visual, it's auditory. Yeah. So when you get somebody reading Fifty Shades of Grey in their darkest, sexiest, whisperiest voice yes. right in your ear, and you're just like, put your tongue in my ear, put it yeah. in my ear, <laughs> it's, it's a multi-sensory.
1: Yep, absolutely. I think it's also a really great way to kickstart arousal. Yes. Because some people have more of the, what is it, reactive re- mm-hmm. arousal, mm-hmm. that they don't just hop in horny and ready to go you know where other people can just sort of think about it for a second and be like you know what yeah that sounds like a great idea they're at attention yeah so if you have kind of a reactive arousal then porn can sometimes be a a really nice way to kick that off
0: it's a great warm-up option
1: yeah and i think that porn doesn't get enough credit for allowing for sexual self-care
0: Mm, that mm-hmm.
1: sometimes you just need to take care of yourself. Yep. And if you don't have a partner or maybe your partner is not home or maybe you just need a little bit more attention than what you can get from someone else, what a great avenue for self-care.
0: thousand percent. And it's fun to have that like in the background while you're taking video and sending it to your Ooh. partner. Ooh. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nice too. Yeah.
0: make a porn watching porn.
1: Make a porn watching porn. There's an idea. Yes.
0: So, Bird, I have, I'm so excited. What I is have it? such exciting news for you. We at Drinks and Kinks got our first email. Our email, yeah. We got our first email. So, I'm going to read to you what our email. So, this was sent from our website, drinksandkinks.squarespace.com. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This email comes to us from Becca, and we've been given permission to use Becca's name.
1: Hi,
0: Becca. Hi, Becca. So the message says, hi guys. And she did an ASF. She did what's your ASF? Becca is 24. She's a youth. Aww. Becca is 24, female, bisexual. Oh, I love it. Everybody has holes and they all need fill Good for you, Becca. Good for everyone. <laughs> Uh, found the pod recently and I love it. I would definitely say I'm a noob in the space 100%. So I wanted to ask a few questions. So the first question she asks is how do you find other people that are in the space? Are there websites, Facebook groups? The next question is, is it normal to travel far for an event? And the next question is, how do you bring up non-monogamy or open relationships with your partner? Thank you for reading. I can't wait for more of the podcast, Becca. And then what's your preference? You can use my name. We're going to do our best to answer some of these questions for you. And we're going to start with, how do you find other people that are in the space?
1: And I love this question. This is something that I struggled with when I first started showing an interest in kink and BDSM. Like, where do you start? What do you do? And I think that a really great place to start is on the websites that are specifically tailored to different types of kink and BDSM.
0: Like FetLife? Like FetLife,
1: which is, like I said, kind of the Facebook version of kinkster play. So you can find local events through your location on FetLife. And that's kind of how I got started with things. I started going to munches and meeting people in person. And munches are safe in terms of like you're meeting in a public facility, usually at like a restaurant or a bar, that kind of a thing. And you can get a sense of what people are like before you go into BDSM play. It's just a very vanilla setting to meet people. So finding local events... Probably better luck on FetLife than you would have on Facebook. However, I know that there are certain Facebook groups. Sure. If you can find them without getting zucked, you can navigate that and find some local events, maybe through Facebook as well. But my suggestion would be make a FetLife and try to find something local on FetLife.
0: The other thing you can do is pop into one of your local sex shops.
1: Yes. Um, Great. Oh my God. That's a great suggestion.
0: One of the ones that, you know, because I talk about going into the sex shop, finding the books, and it's it happens to be the one where Mistress works. Yes, I could ask Mistress; she would tell me that she does a ropes tying course. Your local sex shops are going to be a wellspring of knowledge. Yes, as long they aren't, as try a different one. Absolutely. Yeah. Another option is if you <laughs> this might this might sound a little odd, but find like an LGBTQ friendly bar.
1: Oh. a place that
0: does drag shows or whatever.
1: Not a bad idea.
0: I was talking with one of our mutual friends. I was talking with Hunter. And he had mentioned to me that through their group, they do get togethers and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I asked him, you know, how would it be if maybe we organized a drag show? Is that something that they would like to do? And then so we fun. started talking about, like, we could do it at this bar and I have this friend and hey, we have contacts and the kink and blah, 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 blah. Yes. So find, you know, find yourself an LGBTQ friendly bar yeah. that they will more than happily help you out if they have answers.
1: Yeah. I'm sure that there are also patrons that you could strike up conversation and Absolutely. maybe someone's got some intel as well. Absolutely. Yeah, lots of different avenues that you can take.
0: But do, do try the FetLife one. There are mm-hmm. events all over.
1: Yeah. It's got a really nice customizable search feature too. So for
0: sure. Yeah. Now that being said. Becca's next question is really important because it's, is it normal to travel for an event?
1: Yes, I say yes. And at least in our situation, because of where we're located, there's not a whole lot in the area that we're in. So we do end up having to travel half hour, maybe a couple of hours. Um, You know, the play party that I went to, quite a few weeks ago right. was a three-hour drive. Right. And that's something that a lot of my kinky friends traverse on a regular basis is that nice two-and-a-half, three-hour drive. Go up to party, have a nice playtime, and then, you know, you got your kink fell for the week. Absolutely, But if you can find something more local, even better.
0: Now, one of the things that happens for Bird and Me is because where we live – Part of the reason that Bird drove three hours is because, like she said, there's not a lot going on here. The other side to that is what does go on here is not bad, but it's done by the same group over and over and over and over.
1: Yes. If you want variety, you get to travel. You
0: have to travel around here. You know, if there's somebody or some bodies here that are to your flavor and you're happy to do that, then absolutely. Yeah. Find your nearest local one. But even our near, like we have the Munch Here in town. Yes. But we went to the meet and greet 45 minutes away. Yeah, exactly. So.
1: And then there, that particular meet and greet, their house is mm -hmm. about an hour's drive from where I'm at. Yep. So, and not that it's that far, but, you know, it's worth it if that's something that you're interested in. It's worth it to make the drive to travel a little bit further. If you can find something within five minutes of your house, like. Bless. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Do the thing. Do enjoy. the thing. Yeah. But don't be surprised if you end up having to drive several hours to go to meet and greets or to go to play parties. It seems to be kind of normal, at least for the Pacific Northwest. I find that that's kind of average, unless you're in like a major city somewhere. Absolutely. That's probably Portland
0: different. or Seattle or whatever. Something like they're that. They're going to yeah. be plentiful, I'm sure. Yeah. So the last question that Becca asks, and this one really kind of strikes a chord with me because I've had some Uh uh-huh negative things happen with Uh this how do you bring up non-monogamy or open relationships with your partner
1: with so much patience if this is something that you were interested in and it's the thing that i was interested in and something that i had to bring up to senior you have to have so much extra patience and you cannot rush this if you try to rush this and rush into an open relationship you may damage the current relationship that you're in correct and damage the person that you are currently with. That's a very startling adjustment to have to try to wrap your mind around. Absolutely. My best piece of advice is do your research, present your option very gently. You know, I don't know how to tell you this, but this is something that I'm interested in. And then start slow. Uh, Senior and I started on extra hard mode. We st- started on nightmare mode. <laughs> yeah, because we don't play together. So we didn't do any kind of swinging. I think that swinging and soft swapping and, you Might know. Have been
0: an easier way to start. It
1: probably would have been a lot mm. easier. And I hear that from a lot of my poly friends, that that's how they got started in this. And then slowly but surely, they started doing individual dating instead of doing what we did, which was immediately out the gate. You're dating other people. Good luck to you. Uh, oh. we're, we're all for the better for it. Right. I love my relationship with my husband now. Yeah. But I can definitely see his point of view, how scary that was, where he felt like he was losing his wife over this. Yeah,
0: you didn't even have waiters on. You just dove into the deep end off of a high dive.
1: God, we sure did. I don't have regrets about it. I'm glad that we did it the way that we did it, and it ended up perfectly fine, but it took a lot of communication. Um, He and I were talking about it for probably a whole year, and in fact, when I first brought it up to him, he said, I don't think I can do this. And I said, when can we revisit this? And he said, a year. I was like, you want me to sit with this for a year? Are you out of your mind? And he's like, yeah, a year. And I did. And we brought it up every now and then. It didn't go well. And I still sat with it. And yeah. there's there's no way that you can rush someone into something like that. Just continued conversations about it in very respectful manner. If it gets to be overwhelming to the other person, it's okay to back off and just say, okay, we don't have to do this right now. We can bring this back up when you're comfortable, when you're ready. And then therapy, 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 Oof, therapy. Yeah. Do your therapy. Go to a couples therapist that is poly friendly. Mm-hmm. And that is so key. Mm-hmm. If you go to someone who is not supportive of the alphabet mafia, the LGBTQIA+, plus or any polyamory or anything like that, you're, you're going to end up it's having be a really ugly. rough time. It's going to be really, really rough. Yeah. So find someone who can be a good support system for you. Talk to other polyamorous people. Read up on it. Do your research and just go slow and understand it's going to be a rocky road no matter which way you slice it. There's lots of things that you can't know until you're in it and you experience it and learn how to navigate it together and have an understanding that not every relationship is going to make it through that. You have to be okay with the consequences of if this person really doesn't like it and they want to be monogamous, they have that option. You can't force them to be polyamorous with right. you. They can leave you and go be monogamous with someone else and you can go and do your polyamorous thing and you have to kind of be okay with that. It took forever for me to come to terms with that and be okay with it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think too, go slowly, but you need to, you need to choose your presentation yes. very carefully. Yeah. So a guy that I was dating, he did not do it in a in a healthy way. He basically looked at me and said, "I think I want to try the polyamory thing." I remember you saying that. Yeah. I like the surprise of dick. <clears throat> like I like I just like the surprise of different dick and it's I was That's
1: so harmful.
0: I was floored. Yeah. It, the way that he said it was, you're not doing it for me, mm-hmm. but I'm not willing to let you go. Yes. Um, so I want us to be able to see other people, but I I still want you to be beholden to me, which is not polyamory. No. It's,
1: it's very emotionally immature to, oh. to present it in that sort of way. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, he sat there and was like, well, I really... He has the book, The the Ethical Slut.
1: Which is a phenomenal book, by the way. And Highly recommend. Did his, he actually read it? If nope. that's, I was going to say, if nope. that's how he brought it up, there's no way that that's someone that nope. read that book.
0: He was like, my friend gave it to me and, uh, you know, I really am not keen on her lifestyle, blah, blah, blah. But she gave it to me and I think I'm going to try it and just see whatever. And I was like, you, oh, you, you think you're going to try? Mm-hmm. This is an experiment? No, 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 no.
1: Yeah, you, I am, Grant, are not an
0: experiment. No, thank you. You're a person with
1: feelings. Thank you.
0: And I basically said, I'm not along for the ride. Yeah. I am not. You know what? If that's something that you want to do, fine. I am not here for it. Because he told me that I was insufficient without saying that I was insufficient. Exactly. So you need to do your research, but you also need to do like some deep dive. Why do you want to do the polyamory thing?
1: Yes. My saving grace is figuring out my why for why I wanted to do this Mm -hmm. and same with senior and you kind of have to go back to that on a regular basis like why am I here why am I doing this what's my motivation right if you don't have a why it's really hard to find a path without having that light that beacon that you're working towards find your why and go from there and then My other key piece of advice would be, how would you want to hear it? If someone was approaching you, if your loved one was approaching you for something like this and one of these really tough requests, how would you want to hear it? How would you want them to support you? How would you want them to act? Would you want them to just be like, okay, well, I'm sorry you're not on board with this. I'm just going to go ahead and do this.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that just. Mm -hmm. So
1: empathy and find your why. My suggestions. It's,
0: it's kind of the, it's the difference between, I think we should see other people and I think we should bring other people into our bed together. Uh You know, it's, there's always a reason behind, I think we should see other people. Yeah. And it's not, it's, it's usually hurtful. And I think there's a little bit of the commonplace stereotype of it's not you, it's me. Yeah. I think we should see other people. It sounds like a breakup. Yeah. It sounds like a breakup.
1: Well, and one of the the key pieces to this too is if your current standing relationship is in a really bad place,
0: oh. this is not, That's a not fix the time for it. No.
1: No. It's it's going to make things even worse and even if you have a really solid relationship and a solid foundation, it's going to bring up all of the cracks that mm-hmm. have ever existed that you mm-hmm. may not have even realized existed and it's going to force you to confront those things and deal with them and either repair them or end the relationship.
0: Insecurities are going to bubble to the top so yeah. hard.
1: And how do you deal with those things when someone else is bringing their insecurities to you? How do you deal with those things when you have your own insecurities? What are your reactions like towards each other? It's it's hard. It's really tough. And it's tough to break away from what society has taught us for so many years. All you can do is just have a lot of patience, go slow, have empathy, and find your way. Uh,
0: and you have to be willing to hear your partner. Mm-hmm. You know what Bird said was Senior said a year, mm-hmm. and it was brought up every so often, but it was a year. Yeah, because it it really is something that you have to let your partner sit with. Yes. You've just altered their entire perspective of your relationship
1: and and life as we see it. Yep. You know, when you're raised to believe that when a man and a woman love each other very, very much, they start dating, they get married, they have children, and they die together in each other's arms. And then all of a sudden, you're asking your partner to unlearn everything about that that they've known yeah. their whole life. Oh my God, that's scary. So give them some space, hold yeah. space for them.
0: Becky, you asked some really, really good questions. Thank we you. super appreciate your email. We hope that we've answered well enough. I think so. I mean, Of course we have. (laughs) What is this we hope? That's ridiculous. (laughs) Certainly feel free to reach out to us again if you have any more questions. And, you know, if these questions have encouraged you, our other listeners, to ask questions, feel free to shoot us an email. Keep this conversation going because these are really good questions that we can do episodes for. But with you guys helping to kind of steer the direction of. Oh,
1: give us the good stuff.
0: Topic. Heck yeah. Yeah. This is to Becca. Becca, if you are considering going into a a foray of polyamory, we would love to know what your journey is like. Are you going to take it up? First of all, are you partnered? Because you didn't say. Oh, yeah, true. And if you are partnered, we would love to hear how your journey goes. How does your partner respond? What does that look like?
1: Yeah, keep us posted.
0: Please and thank you. Yeah. Last thoughts on the porn ship.
1: Last thoughts for porn. Everything in moderation. Use caution when you are watching things. So be smart about what you're watching and make sure that you're not watching something illegal Mm -hmm. or wildly inappropriate. Mm -hmm. And have fun. Explore new things. Use it as an avenue to do some really cool stuff. You know, but again, everything in, in moderation. Don't go too
0: crazy. I also think it's important to have conversations with your partner. Oh yeah. About, you know, this is the kind of porn I watch. This is this is what does it for me? Right. It's not an are you comfortable with that? But if your partner has questions, concerns, yes. It's an excellent opportunity to just generate conversation with your partner.
1: It's a great avenue for conversation.
0: It's so good. You guys, we have had so much fun getting to talk with you guys about the actual kink stuff. You know, we've made it through uh, boundaries and rules and what that looks like and now we get to really dive into the kingdom of the Drinks and Kinks podcast. You can reach us at our email drinksandkinkspod at gmail.com You can also find us online at drinksandkinks.squarespace.com That has links to all of our podcast sites we look forward to seeing you over there we are going to talk about in the future we're going to talk about exhibitionism and what it's like to be behind the camera for porn you guys we will see you next time
1: bye guys